make yourself discoverable, whether on a podcast, a blog post, on YouTube, on Instagram, wherever you are, make yourself discoverable as the answer to their question. I don't know why we want to whisper what it is we do. We don't want to shout it from the mountaintops because when you're doing good work, when you know that you are the solution to someone's pain point, why would you not want to scream it from the mountaintops? Make yourself discoverable. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pili, and welcome to episode 96 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Today, we're continuing with our Back to Business Basics series. This is our chance to peel back the layers and check the foundation of our businesses. Have you ever wondered how people first discover your business or personal brand? For this episode, I'm sharing five ways new customers are discovering businesses. When someone new pops into my DMs, I like to confirm how they found me. And in paying close attention, I found that there are five ways new people tend to find my business. And as a result, I've also used this to inform the activities I spend my time on. Today, I'm sharing what works for me so you can double check that you're showing up in ways your potential clients will respond to. As a reminder, this series of episodes is recorded during our weekly Instagram Live. So from time to time, you may hear me responding to comments from the audience or hear the voice of someone I've invited to come on live with me. Before we hear the rest of the episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so amazing stories we share can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script with our Back to Business Basics series. Let's jump right into the five ways that new customers are finding us. And I wanted to share this because discovery is... One of the biggest ways that we grow is when people find out about our businesses. Hopefully it's organic because today we're not going to touch on paid marketing at all, but hopefully this is the organic way in which new people find you. The first way that people find me is because I told them about myself and I told them about my business. This is something that people often overlook because they have the mentality that if they build it, people will just show up. And for some reason, they feel embarrassed, shy, afraid to put themselves front and center and share what they do, share what it is they're able to provide as far as services or products go. So I took it upon myself to decide that right off the bat, I'm always going to talk about who I am what I do, what value I bring. And that's been the easiest way for people to find and gravitate towards me is because I'm there and I'm always sharing what it is that I do. So if you follow me on here, if you are on my email list, I'm constantly telling you that I provide business strategy services. I'm constantly inviting you to come on my free coffee chats every week. I'm constantly telling you about the podcast and the guests I'm having on there. I share, I talk, and I do it often. I do it repeatedly, especially when you're doing it on social media. The way the algorithms are set up, you might say it once, only a subset of your followers hear it. So it's important that people repeatedly hear who you are, what you do, what value you bring, because they're not always going to come across your posts. So be sure that you're doing it often. And when you study marketing and you study psychology, you know that it takes multiple touch points for people to figure out 
or for people to remember and for your message to stick. So you want to be sure that you're repeating it. And that is the easiest way for people to understand who you are and to find you and to eventually become customers of yours. So if you're just joining us today, we're talking about five ways new customers are discovering businesses. And the first was from you, the business owner, from you talking about who you are, what you do, and sharing what kind of value you can bring. If you're on my email list this week, you heard that now I am going to be launching a new service, a new offer that helps people take their expertise and convert it into a consultancy, which is what I do for a living. But now I'm helping other people do it so that if you're a new or aspiring consultant, you can find a way to go from zero leads to now having a full roster of clients. So if you're on my email list, you've heard that. If you're going to be following me on Instagram, you're going to hear me talk about it. You have to talk about what it is that you do over and over again. So that was number one. Number two is you need to get on other people's platforms. I say this in some way, shape, or form every, 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 every single week. And I say it because it's effective. If you want people to discover you, you need to get on other people's platforms and share who you are, what you have to offer, what you do. And there are a lot of ways to get on other people's platforms. When we were all going outside liberally, there were free or there were live in-person events. And I've spoken at in-person events and met people in that way. And they become followers. And in some cases, they've become, they've become clients and customers of mine. So that's an effective way. In our world today, we're doing virtual events. So if you're able to get onto someone else's platform and speak at their virtual event or moderate their virtual event, that's a great way for you to get onto their platform and then also get their co-sign for their audience, that you're someone that they trust, therefore that therefore they can trust you as well. And those people tend to come over to your platform as well. Um, I know this because I often ask people, how did you find me? And I, I tend to know how because they've come onto my email list after that event and the timing kind of lines up. But when I I speak to them, they say, oh yeah, you spoke at XYZ event. I love what you had to say. And now I'm getting in touch because I do want to work with you. So that's one way. The other way is that you are creating content that people are sharing. That's another way that you can get on someone else's platform is to create shareable content and create content that's resonating with people so that they will take that and share it on their platform, and other people are going to discover you through that. The other way is to get on other people's podcasts. So I do host a podcast. Another way to amplify your message is to go somewhere that people are already captive audiences, go somewhere that people are already listening to what's going on and are more likely to convert in the medium where you found them. So if you have a different industry that doesn't quite do the podcast thing, think about where the influencers or the experts within that space are talking and try to get onto those platforms because I would say that's probably low-hanging fruit in terms of trying to acquire new customers. So number three is people find me when they're searching for answers. They're searching for answers to which I have a solution. and. That means I have to be discoverable. And whenever you talk about discoverability online, the first thing that comes to mind is SEO. I always 
Think about the SEO queen, Charlene McCraney, who we've had on my podcast, and she has shared ways to get yourself discoverable. Depending on what your venue is online, you could be on YouTube, you could be doing blogs, blog posts where you're making sure that you're putting in the right keywords so that people who are looking for it in Google can find you. I do have a podcast, so people are able to discover me on the iTunes platform as well as wherever else they're listening to podcasts. So there are a lot of different ways that people can find you. Here on Instagram, the version of that is hashtags. If you put hashtags into your posts, um, it's interesting. I had a post on my podcast page where I had something like almost 2,000 people. The post reached almost 2,000 people. If you follow me, I have 1,200 followers on there. And 80% of the people the, the post reached came through hashtags. And so that is the form of discoverability on Instagram. And when I talk to people who found the podcast, they just tell me that, I, I don't know, I was searching for inspiration here on Instagram. I was searching for business inspiration and you popped up and I'm so glad I found you because now the content you're sharing is something that I needed for my life or for my business. So if you're not discoverable, how are people going to find you? So you not only have to create content that people are looking for, but you have to position that content so that people come across it, whether on YouTube, whether on a blog post, whether on a podcast, wherever, Instagram posts, make sure that you're making yourself discoverable, especially when you're a new and you're a smaller account you got to use all the tools that are at your disposal. I know there are different schools of thoughts about, you know, Instagram and using hashtags and you can use up to 30, but should you be using up to 30? I I guess I won't debate that um, kind of that granular of a point, but I will just say use the tools that are available to you is if you are new, you're trying to grow, make yourself discoverable. So that's that number four way to grow is, or that number four way for new clients to find you is through referrals. I would say this is probably the most traditional form of new people finding you is if you do a good job for them, they're more likely to then recommend you to their friends and then their friends are more likely to come and patronize your business, right? But of course, It goes without saying that you need to be delivering excellent content, doing excellent work, delivering an excellent service to them so that then your clients want to leave you referrals. Your clients want to recommend other people to your services as well. So when you're thinking about, okay, how did people find me? Oftentimes, if you look at the drop downs that a lot of us will provide for um, when when we're trying to get a good idea of how people found us, the drop down includes oftentimes, it wasn't word of mouth referral. Did a friend tell you about who we are and what we do? And that's why you've come to find us. So think about that. Now, the, one of the reasons I, I wanted, to do this live is I wanted to make sure that we are doing all of these things to position ourselves for new customers to come across us. I'm a big fan of inbound marketing, inbound versus outbound marketing. One of my biggest pet peeves, if we're we're on Instagram, so I'll talk about Instagram. One of my biggest pet peeves is finding that whenever I 
post something, people start to spam it and they say, hey, do you want me to create a logo for you? Hey, do you want me to do a cartoon for you? And I'm just like, no, I didn't ask you for this. So why are you badgering me? It comes off as more of an annoyance. The opposite of that or the opposite side of the spectrum there is you have put out some sort of content, some sort of answer that has brought someone to you as opposed to going and pinging them and DMing them, asking them if they want what you have to offer. And I find it interesting that people who reach out to me in the DMs, they ask me for things that I'm just not even a fit or they offer things that I'm just totally not a fit for. And it makes me think you didn't even look into who I am. You're just randomly just spamming people and hoping that you will hit a target. And that's a waste of your effort. Whereas you could have put the time into creating content to answer a question that your key ideal customer was looking for, and that would have brought them to you. So that's the reason we're, we're having this discussion is I want to make sure that we're putting all of our precious time, which is a, a very finite resource. I want to make sure we're directing those efforts to the right place. And I'm sharing some of the things that have worked for me in the past. I'm sharing some of the ways that clients come to me in the DMs. Uh, and it, I think it takes off the pressure. If you're someone who is not very comfortable with selling, I think this is a good way to ease into selling. Point blank, if you are a business owner, you have to learn how to sell. But if you're still easing into the process and you want people to come to you, this is a good way to do that, to do that, these steps that I've outlined. After that, when you get them on that call, you better sell them. When they buy your product, it better sell, it better sell them, right? So we've done number four. Number five is I would say more of a traditional marketing tool is they picked up all the crumbs I laid out along my customer journey. So a customer journey high level is the steps and the thoughts and the feelings and the processes people go through before they find you. And there are some kind of out there five steps to that customer journey that I'll, I'll kind of high level take you guys through so you get a sense for what we're talking about here. The first stage is someone identifies that they have a problem that they're trying to solve. And when you have a problem, what do you do? You go out, you start Googling, you start YouTubing, you try to find a solution, right? And so that is what you do. You search for information as number two. Then the next thing, number three, is there. there's a lot of information out on the web. There's a lot of information on YouTube. So you go through a vetting process where you're just, you're trying to figure out, is this the person, is this the right person to solve my problem? There are a lot of people there out there who say they can do things, who promise different, who promise different solutions and results, but we have to discern for ourselves whether or not they are the individual to solve the problem for us. And then number four is you have to decide, okay, am I going to go with the solution? Am I going to, am I going to purchase from them? Number five is after you have made the buy decision and you've taken the course, you've gone through it, or you've had that you know, one day VIP intensive with the individual, then you need to decide, was this the right decision? Did I make the right decision in going with this individual? And once you've done that, at this point, you can then come back around and get referrals from them. So you as a business owner, knowing that your ideal client is going to go through those five steps 
you have to anticipate those five steps and put some crumbs at each step of that journey so that they're comfortable then coming to you and buying from you ultimately, right? But it's going to be up to you to make sure that they have identified you as the person. And so when I bring it back to myself, I have already gone through the exercise of figuring out who my ideal client is. So if you have gone through the exercise and you've taken it to another level, I've also been able to segment the ideal client populations that I have. I know I have two different sides of the spectrum when I think about my ideal client. It's going to be a millennial Black woman who either has a young family or is thinking about having a family who on the on one side of the spectrum is working a 9 to 5 and has been very successful at that 9 to 5 but is looking to build some sort of flexibility into their life so they're looking for alternate sources of revenue so they're kind of feeling around they're trying to do their research and understand what is it going to take to start a business a side hustle so i know that's one subset of women who are following me the other subset already has a business same demographic they already have a business now they're trying to figure out okay now i'm here how do i grow it right i i'm always staggered by the statistic that women of color when they start businesses on average they don't make much more than the poverty line which is around 20 21 to 24000 dollars a year it just kills me to think that you're going to start a business and not earn more than $24,000 a year. And I think that's totally unnecessary because I would say our white female counterparts are doing much better than we are. Although, you know, as a whole, we're probably not doing as well as our male counterparts because of systemic issues we won't get into here. But when you think about the fact that that's my core demographic, I'm passionate about helping that demographic as well. So if you have a business, it's up and running, it's established, that's a side of my ideal customer base that I also serve as well. Now, that side of the population tends to have incoming revenue already. So we're not getting into a lot of the conversations about, oh, that's a bit too much for me to spend. So if you were here at the top of the hour, I talked about the fact that I am releasing a new program that allows people who are currently in a nine to five and have some sort of expertise, helps them become consultants and helps them then move into creating their own business where or side hustle where they're consulting with their expertise. Because I acknowledge, as I told you, I know who my two subsets of ideal customers are. And those working a nine to five, they're looking to build more flexibility. They're looking for ways to do that. And they're looking for guidance. They don't have time. They want to cut through the BS. They want you to show them the blueprint. And that's who that program is for. So if that's you, if you're on here and you're interested in turning your expertise into a consulting business, send me a DM and I will get you on the wait list. The wait list opened at the beginning of the week to my email list. So we've already had some people in there already. So, so that's one thing. Now, we're, so we were talking about the customer journey. I have dropped different crumbs along the customer journey because I have been able to map out the customer journey and I know what people are looking for at every step of that journey. Now, if I didn't have that mindfulness, people wouldn't find me because 
they wouldn't be nurtured or I would be vague or unclear about what it is I do and how it is that I am the solution they're looking for. So if you want new customers to find you, you need to have your customer journey mapped out. And that's the fifth way. Let me go ahead and recap here. So we had five steps. Number one was making sure you keep talking about who you are, what you do, what value you bring. Because if you don't talk about yourself, people can't connect the dots and tell their friends about, oh, I know Sewa does X, Y, Z, and she can help you with your business strategy, right? If you don't talk about it, people are not going to know to come to you. Number two was to get on other people's platforms in person, virtually, um, because or get on their platforms because people are sharing your content so that you're in front of their followership. But number two, the point there was to find ways to get on other people's platforms. Number three is people are searching for answers. So Long story short, number three is be an answer to their question on whatever platform you're using. Make yourself discoverable, whether on a podcast, a blog post, on YouTube, on Instagram, wherever you are, make yourself discoverable as the answer to their question. I don't know why we want to whisper. We want to whisper what it is we do. We don't want to shout it from the mountaintops because when you're doing good work, when you know that you are the solution to someone's pain point, why would you not want to you know, scream it from the mountaintops? Make yourself discoverable. So next, number four was people find you through referrals. And I would say this is the most traditional of the points I have right now. If you are delivering a great service, your customers are going to refer you to other people. So make sure that you are doing great work and you are helping people understand that they made the right decision in hiring you so that they leave you feeling comfortable and confident in the fact that someone else needs you as well. And then number five was people find you because they've picked up the breadcrumbs that you've left along their customer journey. And the important thing there is you need to know who your ideal customer is and you need to be able to map out their customer journey so they are able to find you. Those are the five. So I would love to hear if you guys have any questions or comments about how your customers are finding you or how you could get better about doing any of the five steps I've outlined. All right. I will let you go. Thank you for coming on. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.